Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we speak on first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. My name's Emmanuel, and for this series, I'm going to continue hosting guests and ask them about their experience. And for today, I'm really excited because we have Sabrina here, who is a first-gen college graduate, who is here to share her story. Sabrina, do you mind giving us a brief introduction about yourself and where you currently are in your educational and or career journey? Yeah, so my name is Sabrina, as you said, and uh, right now I am actually in my career as program coordinator, and I am in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, and I attended San Jose State for my undergrad, and then I started off at West Valley Mission College and also attended Modesto Junior College. Awesome. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in that space. It's such an important role. Sabrina, do you mind letting our listeners know, like, how did you come to the conclusion to choose the community college? Yeah, so I chose the community college solely because I didn't have the grades to go to a university. In high school, I did okay, but not good enough. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually wasn't thinking about college. I just wanted to go into beauty school. But my boyfriend at the time, he is not my husband, (laughs) he actually got into San Jose State and he told me, maybe you should come to the Bay Area with me and spread out basically and, and find options. And I said, okay. Um, so at 18, I moved out and went to San Jose. I actually went to Mission College because they had a really good nursing program. So I attended that and I was like, okay, this is a great college. Everyone was nice. The counselor I went to was really helpful. That's what I decided that community college was probably the best option for me. So I didn't know what was going to go from there, but I attended and that's how I got into the community college system. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Sabrina, for giving us that recap. And Sabrina, how did you go about choosing your major? So my, uh, I graduated my major in sociology. When I first went into college, I was going in as a nursing student. I wasn't in the program yet, uh, but I was taking the prerequisites for it. I quickly realized I hated biology. So I got out of nursing. I just started doing my general ed And then when I had to move back to the Central Valley and attend Modesto Junior College, I ended up taking a class, a sociology class, with this one particular teacher. She just changed the game for me, and she made me fall in love with sociology. And from then on, that's when I just majored in sociology. So quite a shift. So going into nursing, you found out that bio wasn't your thing. Do you have any advice for students who are thinking about a major but not sure? Like, what was a turning point for you? So my advice, uh, especially if you're in a community college, explore your options for sure. Go to a counselor. Find the right counselor for you. I was lucky enough that I was in an organization called Puente, and we had a counselor assigned to us. So um, that was the help I got. 
but uh, find a counselor that will go um, that will sit down and go through the curriculum with you what you need to get into whatever major you need to go into just explore all the classes electives that's where I feel like a lot of people find their major because there's different options uh, in different majors. I would definitely explore your options in the elective space. But yeah, the counselors is going to be your best option. Oh, so I'm really glad to hear that looking for a counselor and then you joined, it sounded like you said the Puente program. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Puente program and that how that helped you? So I, when I had started a mission, I was just starting. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And someone approached me and actually um, asked me if I knew what the Puente program was. And I said, no, I'm, I'm a first time student here. I don't know anything. So they sat down with me and they talked to me about what the Puente program was. And at the time, it wasn't a lot because I actually was the inaugural cohort. So it was fairly new. So it was an English class um, and then a counseling class, which is kind of just them helping you go through your classes, see what you need to do, your prerequisites, your general ed, everything like that. And then on top of that, you get to meet people that will stay with you. And uh, fun fact, counselor that I had there, she's still my mentor today. And that was like 10 years ago. So, you know, it doesn't stop there. And so Puente really helped me get through community college uh, and it's for first generation Latinos. I want to believe now that they spread it out to just anybody but first gen. That's how I came <laughs> to know Puente and I love it and I really recommend it, um, finding it at a community college that you go to. Thanks so much for letting us know about such a great program like that and just kind of how you started, how it helped you navigate the community college system. Can you share with our listeners what challenges or obstacles did you face while going to the community college? Because it sounds like you started in San Jose and then you came back to the Central Valley, right? Yeah, I faced a couple of challenges. The first one I would say is I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start in a community college, um, especially because I was new there and I had no one here in the Bay Area and I knew nobody, so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to go to, what a major was. I didn't know what a general ed was. I didn't know anything. So just finding that counselor is what really helped me out. Buente also helped me as well because the challenge of not knowing anyone and being lonely out here with no family, no friends, I made friends in that program that helped that challenge. The major challenge I had, even though I was working, it was really expensive living in the Bay Area. Uh, I think everyone in California knows that, how expensive the Silicon Valley is. So unfortunately, I had to move back to the Central Valley, but I didn't let that stop me from still attending college. I went to the Modesto Junior College. That one, I was still lonely because even though I'm from the Central Valley, a lot of my friends didn't attend the college. So I was still there by myself. Uh, I was there for a year and a half, I want to believe. And then I moved back to the Bay Area. Thanks for summarizing those pieces. And when you moved back to the MJC, did you use some of the resources like the Puente program or any other resources while you were there? 
So Modesto Junior College, unfortunately, doesn't have a Puente program, which was very saddening to me. I sadly did not use my <laughs> options there. I would say the only option that I had was just attending all the classes with the same teacher. And the teacher got to know me. I don't talk to her today, but I still keep in contact on LinkedIn and social media platforms. But that's how I navigated Modesto Junior College and how I got through it. Because um, a lot of the same people, too, were taking the same classes. We weren't friends, but we were acquaintances. And we would just talk while we're in class. Uh, thank you for sharing that transition. How did you go about building that professional relationship with that instructor? So I did a courageous thing. I would go into the classroom first day and I would not sit in the back of the class. I would actually sit in the front. And if the front wasn't available, I would sit somewhere in the front, like in the middle or third row, somewhere where the teacher can notice me, know that I was there in her classroom she noticed me right away because she's like, you're in like all my classes. <laughs> and <laughs> so she figured me out uh, right away. It, it helped a lot because I wasn't afraid to go to the teacher and ask for help when I needed it. And I would say asking for help for me is really challenging. I have heard that a lot from a lot of people that were interviewing that asking for help is a challenge. What do you think pushed you to overcome that? I think... What made me overcome it was the teacher made me feel comfortable and she made it easy uh, to talk to her. It was one of those situations where no question was dumb. There was an answer for everything. Uh, I think that's what helped me overcome that challenge for me because I've had plenty of teachers in college that I just would breeze through barely <laughs> because mm -hmm. I would not ask for help because they didn't give me that vibe of I'm a, I'm open to giving you guys help and an answer. One teacher in particular, I know that San Jose State actually, I remember they made me feel really guilty for even asking for help because they basically kind of said I should know the answer. That just pushed me back into not asking for help. But I would say this particular teacher at Modesto Junior College, she really helped me. And also, she said something that stuck with me till now. I still use it. And she always said, if you're comfortable, then you're doing something wrong. Now, when I get comfortable, I'm like, okay, I got to do something different because I'm getting comfortable in my situation and I'm not coming out of my comfort zone and I'm not growing. That teacher just is what really just made me overcome a lot of challenges. First of all, I'm sorry, Sabrina, that you had to go through that challenge and just sometimes like we don't feel that we could ask a question because we, we might get this harsh response back. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that experience. But it does speak to your resilience, that you were able to keep going, graduate. Can you share a story or an experience that really highlights your ability to persist? I, th I think just me as a person, <laughs> just having that resilience is definitely 
what makes me keep going. Regardless of what comes in my way, I get through it. I keep going and work hard. I've always been the type of person in all my jobs, whether you know it was a toxic environment and I was burnt out, I would still keep going because I knew that it would help me in the long run at some point. And I love to learn. You know, I knew that if I stopped doing whatever it was at the time and I just gave up, that I wasn't going to keep learning and I wasn't going to grow. So I'm always looking for opportunities to grow and to learn new skills so that way I can keep moving forward and I'm not at a standstill. I love what I'm hearing, Sabrina. So helpful for our students to hear. All right. So it sounds like you kept pushing. You keep growing to this day. You know, I want to kind of go a little bit backwards and say, like, when you were at MJC, how did you end up choosing your transfer institution? So I actually didn't come to know transferring until I went back to Mission College. We I went through a little transition with the counselors in the Puente program. So the person that replaced the first counselor I had, she had an appointment with me one day. She asked me if I was thinking of going to a CSU. And I said, uh, yeah, but I don't know how. <laughs> you know, what's the process? And I told her what I wanted to do. And that's when she told me there was a transfer program. I want to believe at that time, it was kind of a new thing that was going on. Um, and they were just kind of experimenting with it because it was so new on my end it was easy I just had to fill out a form and apply to three of the top colleges I wanted to go to lucky enough mission college uh, with the transfer system they worked alongside San Jose State a lot of people that were in the transfer program went to San Jose State and I did go to San Jose State so it was an easy process on my end like I said so when she told me about it, I was like, okay, like I'll give it a try. See, you know, it's the same thing. You still have to do your general ed, your um, major requirements. So you still have to do all that instead of just getting your associates and then applying to a CSU and then you go to a CSU. You get your associates, but then you go to San Jose State right away after you graduate. And so you don't have a waiting period. So that's how I came to know what transferring was. And I'm glad that it came to my attention. Oh, thank you so much for giving our listeners that overview. And then once you got to San Jose State, were there any resources that you, that you used there to help you? I made the mistake of not looking out for resources there. Uh, I kind of looked to the teachers. I did, however, utilize the counselors all the time. I was like, you know, I want to graduate in two years, so get me there. And so I met with them often. I would say maybe once before the semester started and then once while I was in the semester. Um, so I knew I was on track, but unfortunately uh, something was missed and I was missing one credit when I walked the stage. So... When I walked the stage, it wasn't really my graduation. <laughs> I did not graduate till 2020. So it was, that was hard to swallow, but I took the class and now I have my degree. 
Oh, thank you so much for sharing those pieces, Sabrina, and just talking a little bit about the challenges with making sure your credits were okay for you to graduate. And then unfortunately, it sounds like you were missing a course. You're a resilient person. You kept going. You graduated. Looking back and reflecting, do you have a moment that you're particularly proud of, either in the community college or at the university, that you could share with our listeners? I would say just graduating with my bachelor's degree, getting into a career that's helping my community, just being a first-generation college student and your parents didn't go to college and they couldn't help you through it because they never went to college. That's what makes me proud of myself for going through that. I had to learn it all on my own and navigate it all on my own. And so I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I have the counselors that I've have and my mentor today to thank for that. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that piece, Sabrina. I really just want to appreciate you on how hard you work and being a first gen student. I, I say on my podcast a lot, like we don't know what we don't know, right? So we're just trying to get through it. We're trying to learn. By you sharing your story, we're hoping that we could inspire others who are going through this process to be motivated, to be resilient like you. And Sabrina, so we're going to go into our last question. What advice do you have for our first-gen listeners out there that maybe are thinking about going to college or maybe thinking about transferring or at the community college now? What advice would you provide them? I would say if you are thinking of going into college, don't think, go. Find a counselor. If the first counselor doesn't work out, find another one. Get an idea of what your options are out there. For the transferring students, I would say, again, utilize the counselors. Get to know what the transferring situation is and apply to the colleges and go to a CSU or a UC if you have the grades and just do it and keep going. Don't give up. You have people out there that will help you. You you will encounter some hard people to deal with, but just keep looking for the right ones and you will get to where you'll get. And one more thing, um, I learned this the hard way. Your career, your major, anything that you want to go into, uh, it's not going to come to you. You have to go to it, whatever it is. I learned that the hard way. I always waited for things to come to me. But I learned that I had to go out and put my name out there and put myself out there to get into the things that I wanted to get into. Wonderful advice, Sabrina. I really like how you said that. It's so important to, if you want something, you got to go get it. Thank you, Sabrina. And again, thank you so much for being here today, taking your time, sharing your story with us. For our listeners, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us. And I hope you enjoyed Sabrina's story as much as I did. That ability to continue to be resilient and persist and just do it. Love that piece. All right. Remember also everything said on this podcast is for informational purposes only. Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they could find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC 
A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.